Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To women's football success. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. This is episode 1828. Really quick, a couple things uh, I want to chat about. Um, first of all, my voice is a little out from talking and, and doing radio shows and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of sound a little growly, a little manly here. So I apologize for that. I am in my downtown office. So if you hear a horn or beep, there's a restaurant next door that uh, gets a lot of food deliveries. And then there's also the train down about four, three or four blocks away. So please forgive that if that ends up happening. Um, again, my name is Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. And my disclaimer is I am an attorney licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas. Um, I do not practice in any other states at this time. This information that I provide on women's football success or through the Women's Football Alliance is all business related information. It is not uh, legal information. And this does not constitute a uh, an attorney-client relationship between us. So this is all business information. Anything you see on the websites, in our ebooks, in our digital material, all business information. If you have a legal problem or issue, seek out an attorney in your jurisdiction that has experience in your area of law. Shout out to women's football. Wow. So this weekend we went to the WFA owners meeting in Las Vegas. We were at the Mandalay Bay. Um, it was a really, really nice um, setup, I thought. Um, I have never been to a uh, owners meeting. Um, be- well, I take that back. I went to my first owners meeting in 2008 for the... NWFA, WNFA, NWFA with uh, Catherine Masters. About seven other teams uh, participated in that. Um, that was completely different than what happened here. Um, then, when we were in the WFA in the beginning, um, there was not enough teams to kind of do an owners meeting. So now that we're back, the t- the WFA has grown so much, over seventy teams at this point. Um, we had the owners meeting in, at Mandalay Bay. We had approximately, I didn't take an exact count, but there was probably about 50 or 60 people there representing about 40 teams. Um, some teams brought just one representative and other teams had three. Um, up, I don't think we had any teams that had more than three, but like, for example, our team, um, the Dallas Elite, my husband was there, I was there, and Maria Spencer was there. So we had three representatives Um we had a whole Texas table um, 
except for California sat at our table, but that we let, we, we let that happen. I'm just kidding. Um, no, we uh, had a lot of people representing Texas there. And I'm going to kind of do a shout out to a bunch of the teams that were at the WFA owners meeting, because I understand that some teams couldn't make it. Some teams already had things scheduled for those days. Um, so that's completely understandable, but wow, we had a ton of uh, the new teams that uh, really took the time to come there. I mean, it was an expensive thing per se, I guess. Um, you know, if you brought one or two or three people there, uh, plane tickets, taking off work, et cetera, if they needed to. So um, it was really good. Um, shout out to, um, I'm just going to list a couple of the teams. If I leave some teams out, I apologize, but um, Derby City was there. Sin City was there. Rock Hill Lady Raiders, Tulsa Threat, Eastern Sierra Mustangs. Brand Some of these are brand new teams. So they are putting all this effort in as a brand new team. And it's awesome. Music City, Portland Shockwave, Mile High Blaze. Indie Crash was there and they're back. They said they're ready to go. Um, so Boston Renegade, uh, the Baltimore Not Nighthawks were there for sure. Austin Outlaws, Houston Power, Wisconsin Dragons. Um, DC Divas, Acadiana Zydeco, Maine Mayhem, uh, Chicago was there, Oop. and Seattle Spartans. Somebody said that the uh, New York Wolves were there. I'm not sure because I didn't actually get a chance to talk to them. The Vixens were there. Tampa Bay was there. Um, it was just a really great turnout. So if I missed you, it's not. I just wrote up, down a couple, you know, some names from memory. Um, not that I uh, forgot about you or it was just a quick write-up. I was so happy with how this turned out. I'll tell you what, everybody there was willing and interested in giving ideas, sharing ideas, and then also taking in ideas from other teams. And that is really uh, what I feel the this family component of the WFA is. Um, we're, we're trying to grow and expand teams and the, 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 I guess the older teams, not necessarily the older teams, but the, the teams that are thriving and the teams that are, um, finding things that are working successfully for them, um, are willing to share these ideas with the other teams. Um, a lot of times people, you know, clam up, they don't want to talk about these things because there's, they're concerned that those teams are going to take those ideas and then, um, not necessarily use them against them, but go and take them to other uh, leagues. I was really impressed. I mean, there was no secrets, no no sneaky things or anything going on. I was really impressed with all these 40 teams um, coming together um, and expressing their opinions. Um, it was a really safe place. So I, I'm really excited about that. Um, and typical of owner meetings, I'm not getting into specifics because that's not what this is about, but um, you know, we talked about our policies. We talked about changes for 2019. We talked about new ideas. Um, so I'm so happy with the teams that made it. And hopefully next year, the teams that didn't make it um, can can get there. Um, but it was just a wonderful experience in my eyes. Um, in In the meeting, I wanted to share... So my husband, Mike, and I um, were given positions as director 
of team development. And I'll go over what that entails here in a few minutes. But um, the idea is to expand and grow the teams that we have and then also obtain additional teams. Um, but I'm going to get to that here in a minute. First, I want to share with you guys some things that are coming up in the WFA over the next couple of weeks. I like to share the tryouts and things that people are doing. Let me go over here real quick. Okay, so this is the one I want. Okay, so um, we have a couple things. I, first, I want to do a shout out to the teams that had tryouts over the weekend. Um, and that may have been some of the reason why they weren't able to be there, which is perfectly fine. You know, it happens. Um, I'm trying to pull this down so I can see my notes. Somehow they got written in white. Okay, so um, the Phoenix Phantoms, I'm curious to see how their tryouts went over the weekend. And also um, Arlington Impact, I call them our sister team. They, I don't know if they consider themselves our sister team, but they're in Arlington, Texas, and they had a tryout over the weekend. I'm really um, hoping that they got lots of numbers because um, we love competing with them every year. With that being said, um, October 28th, which is, oops, hold on, don't do that. There we go. Okay. Sorry. I told you guys a couple weeks ago, um, I was handing my computer over to my husband. I touched a button. He touched a button. We don't know what the heck happened. So my computer is so difficult and it's showing pictures that I don't even have here. Okay. So October, I'm going to start with October 27th because today's the, the 23rd. This will air on the 24th. So Saturday, October 27th, the Inland Empire Ravens in Riverside, California are having their um, tryouts. We also have the, on Sunday, the 28th. Now this is kind of holiday, uh, Halloween weekend. So, um, Let's see how the turnout is. I'm curious to see how that uh, impacted the tryouts. But October 28th, we got DC Divas having a tryout. And we also have uh, the Mississippi Royalty having a tryout. Grand Rapids Tidal Waves in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Kansas City Titans. Those are all having them on Sunday. Then we have a couple that are, let's see, November 3rd. I got the, that's the next weekend, next Saturday. Richmond Black Widows in Richmond, Virginia. I also have on the third Ventura City Wolfpack. And over the weekend, they also had a tryout. So I'm curious to hear how that went. And then also on the third is the Baltimore Nighthawks. So go to their websites or go to their Facebook pages and you will be able to see what's going on around um, the WFA in the next two weeks. Um, you can go to WFAProFootball.com, click on teams, and you can actually see it by division or by state if you're looking to do a tryout, um, if you're possibly a potential player and you're looking for a team in your area. Um, go ahead and go there. And then on November 4th, which is a Sunday, I see the South Carolina Smash is having a tryout, and so are the Dallas Elite. Then that's going on to the next weekend, November 10th. We got Austin Outlaws, Boston Renegade, and the Rocky Mountain Thundercats in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Then November 11th, we got Tacoma, Washington, Tacoma Trauma. And then the next weekend I'll get into, November 17th is probably the last one I'll do for today, is 
November 17th, we got um, Maine Mayhem out of Portland, Maine. And I have the Mile High Blaze. Now, I may have missed a couple because I do this ahead of time. So if they've just just recently put up a post, then it might not be on the information I just told you. So either way, go to WFAProFootball.com and find out the name of the team in your area. Um, if they don't have an email set up there or a website, um, just search in Google for the Facebook page or the website for that team. I am so excited about this year because there are so many teams having tryouts early. And I think that this is one of the key components to having a very successful women's football team. It starts with the number of girls and it just grows from there. So let me go over here real quick. I'm going to share with you next. I got all my notes here. Um, I'm just so excited about this right now because we actually got back from Las Vegas last night. We stayed an extra day. Um, I don't know if that was uh, a good idea because we lost money at the casino, but it is what it is. I, I Every time I go to Vegas, I win, and this time I didn't win, so I'm a little, a little irritated by it. But I guess we helped to build the casino or put in a new floor or something. Um, anyway, I guess Maria... Maria Spencer, our co-owner, she she did a good job. She had a really good time. Um, anyway, I want to share with you. So Mike and I were designated as directors of team development. And I wanted to share with um, the outside, the people that either weren't able to be at the um, meeting, but also the people that were at the meeting because um, we weren't able to go through all the details of what we're going to work on for 2019. And so I want to make sure that everybody understands um, exactly what we're doing and exactly what our goals are as directors of team development. And I think it's going to be huge for the the, the teams that are uh, new or tier three or newly developing or just struggling. Because, um, you know, there's, there's teams that are in tier one, tier two, and tier three that have struggles from year to year. Um, and we have to kind of pick up the pieces and, and move forward. So as director of team development, um, we are going to do things on the league level and on the team level. So from a league perspective, we are identifying new markets for expansion teams. Um, and I'll tell you what our exact goals are here at the end, but um, we're going to identify new markets for expansion teams. We're also going to um, identify potential league level sponsorships, um, and then television, radio, live streaming, and internet. Um, we're also going to assist in um, production of the social media. There's a social media person that's that does that already, and um, but we want to make sure that there's systems to get her the content she needs. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then at the team level, we are going to kind of mentor one-on-one -on -one with different teams so they can share any uh, internal things that are going on or identify areas of improvement. And then we're going to help them to improve those areas. We want to identify the team needs and opportunities because, um, and I think this happens in anytime you talk to, you know, you get five or six owners together, 
one has this great idea for a fundraiser and one has another great idea for a fundraiser. And in some areas it didn't work. It might, it might be that both the fundraiser will work in both ways and somebody did it incorrectly, right? That's one, one reason why a fundraiser might not work, but also the laws in one area, like some, some States don't allow you to do raffles. So, you know, somebody might've had this great raffle in, I don't know, Colorado or Indiana, and you go to do it in California, you might not be allowed to do it. So um, not only would you uh, lose the amount of people that would do the raffle, but then the raffle would be unsuccessful, right? So um, it's very important to identify different opportunities in different areas. Like for example, one of the, one of the ladies at Derby City, um, she's able to do stuff with the Kentucky Derby. Well, obviously down in Texas or up in Washington, we aren't able to um, take advantage of that opportunity. So we have to come up with creative different opportunities um, to do similar things. So we are really excited to um, participate in this. We are also going to identify and evaluate new growth opportunities for the WFA. Um, things are just getting crazy this 2019 season. We are super excited to be able to work with the WFA and promote women's football and also just help the um, D3 teams, um, D2 teams, D1 teams even um, that have questions. I mean, there's some teams that have already, are already established and they feel like they're, you know, sailing pretty good. That's fine. Um, so we'll work more with the teams that are, needing or wanting the help. So um, ideally what we're going to do is educate and mentor those teams to promote success and profitability. Um, we are all in business. Um, what A lot of people, and I hear this all the time, um, they say, well, I'm a nonprofit, so I'm not trying to make a profit. You're still trying to make a profit as a nonprofit. You just are not uh, distributing the profits to the organizers of the organization. I hope that makes sense. Um, so a nonprofit is still trying to make money, right? They cannot distribute any of their money to a for-profit, but they can make a profit. So I hope that, I hope that the nonprofit organizations understand that. Um, we're also going to create processes and procedures for the league um, to promote team communication. Um, I'm just so excited about this. Um, it, there's a ton of things going on, but we're also going to provide foundational education um, for different things that women football owners um, kind of go through. For example, if you go to Barnes and Noble, you can pick up a book on how to run a restaurant or how to start a daycare or how to start a whatever. Um, that's not available in women's football. So we are creating that and making that available as a resource. I'm super excited about that. So um, our goals as the directors of team development in the WFA, um, and I just want to share this out there because I think teams um, are misunderstanding or getting wrong information about some different things that are going on in women's football. Um, so it's very important that People have uh, maybe several opinions to kind of create their own opinion about. 
So real quick, our goals as the team development, directors of team development, is to increase roster sizes for the teams. In effect, reducing forfeits, right? That's one, one component of reducing forfeits. Now, I was amazed. One of the, one of the uh, owners shared, um, she had done an analysis and there were so few forfeits in the WFA, you know, out, I, I was under the impression that the number of forfeits was a lot higher, to be honest with you. Um, I thought the number of forfeits was a lot higher because we, when it's posted on social media, they're talking about all league forfeits. They, they've kind of combined all leagues together. Um, I would really like to see if somebody can um, maybe put out a white page. I don't know if anybody understands what that means. Um, if somebody could put out a white page or an analysis of um, how many forfeits the teams in the WFA had, how many forfeits the teams in the IWFL had and the forfeit, et cetera, um, to kind of separate them out because I was surprised at the low number of forfeits that the WFA had. Now, with that being said, we still want to get to zero forfeits. Our goal is to get to zero forfeits. Absolutely. So um, one of those things is the roster size. Um, the other part is financial needs. We need to identify teams' financial needs and make sure that they understand what it takes to be a women's football team and um, what numbers they need to be looking at. Um, I provided a couple of weeks ago uh, a basic budget and an advanced budget um, to some owners um, so that they could see kind of what uh, expenses they are looking at. Um, we would love to, our goal is to obtain um, some more WFA sponsors and um, create some fundraiser opportunities that will promote team stability um, because it's very important to understand in women's football that it's okay to, you know, some teams do like 15 fundraisers per season um, and they make a little bit on each fundraiser and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it makes you do 15 different things, which adds to your other plates that you're trying to um, keep rotating like a circus. If you, any, any of you have gone, it, it was a commercial a long time ago, or not a commercial, cartoon. They'd have a circus and they'd have this person twirling plates. Um, so having 15 or 16, 20 fundraisers throughout the year um, can make it a little difficult and cause burnout with the players as far as going to the fundraisers. And then um, there's a few other things that we're, that we're going to be doing. Um, I don't really want to share them right now because they um, they're in the works at this time. So um, this is just the tip of the iceberg for women's football and the women's football Alliance. Um, I think that they've done a really good job of growing steadily year after year. And uh, like I said, we're over 70 teams in the U.S. now. I'd like to do three to five more teams if we can. Um, we're going to reach out to those areas and see if we can get those on board. Um, so I'm really excited to um, 
conquer this endeavor, I guess you could say, but really just to give back to the WFA and give to the teams and the owners that um, are interested in um, either making changes this year or improving on things that they did last year. So I'm so excited about it. I don't even know what to, what to tell you. Hold on just a second. I need to see how much more my voice recorder. Okay. So we're sitting at about 25 minutes. Are you guys, I, I'm so excited about women's football. I really want to share with you um, what we have coming up for um, the owners um, and some ideas for scheduling. It's really important. Let me get, pull out, I'm going to pull out the W, the women's football calendar. Come on. Um, oh, it's going to be over here. Let me go in here. Cause I want to see if everybody is kind of not on board, but kind of up to the timeline. We're sitting at almost the end of October. Let me see here. Hold on. Documents. I'm going to go calendar. Women's football calendar. I'm going to tell them I need to call them later. Okay. So real quick, just to finish this up. So uh, I'll kind of go back to August, just in case there's some of those people that are kind of falling behind on their timelines. Um, I put some things in here um, in August, September, and October. I'm going to go over them really quick so we can get on to the end of no October and beginning of November, right? Okay, so you should have already um, had three to five tryouts for your uh, women's football team. You should have locked in the tryout locations. Um, begin promoting your tryouts. If you have not done any tryouts yet, you need to get on the ball. Find a location that you're going to go to. Start promoting it on Facebook. Get some flyers if you need to. Um, let your players know to let other pe potential people um, know about the tryouts. Um, make sure you update your team website with new dates and upcoming events. Um, if you're, I haven't seen any recently. Um, but sometimes people still have like last July stuff on still because they just kind of at the end of the season, they just stopped completely. It's really important to make sure that all that information is updated. Um, any off season workouts um, can be started now, get people kind of in the rhythm. Um, a lot of teams started that back in August and have had ongoing practices since then. Um, let's see here. In September, I well, in August, I said create some off-season workouts. And in September, we definitely want to publish those and get those out there. So that was back in September. You should have done that. If you didn't give your players that are on your team an off-season workout, um, it's okay because we, you know, we don't really, most teams don't really start official practice till January. But um, you don't want to start this season behind the ball and continue staying behind the ball. You want to maybe catch up a little bit and get um, on the same page as other teams. Cause these other teams, I mean, they are working it this year and these teams are going to be competitive. I have no doubt. Um, I also think that by now you should have had one to three team activities, whether that was a team building activity, whether it was just a hangout and watch football activity, whatever it was um, you should have had one to three of those. Um, so in October you should be holding just in October 
um, I recommend holding two to three more tryouts. So if you've already had one, try to get a second one in before the end of October. It's not impossible. We still have another week. You have, you'd have seven days to promote that right now. Well, I guess by the time you listen to this, you'll still have seven days until Halloween. So you could technically um, set up a tryout for um, October 28th or I guess November 3rd and 4th. But you want to get that extra tryout in. Um, the thing is, is that if you don't do enough tryouts now, your January through June is going to be a difficult time. So we need to put a little bit more effort in now in October so that we have an easier time um, with the number of players, injuries, etc. cetera. Um, so last week I talked about um, hiring, determining hiring positions, and I shared it in our newsletter. I got a little bit more detailed in the newsletter than I do with the radio show. Um, but you need to figure out which positions on your team you need to hire for and get those hired. You can publish jobs for coaches and support staff. Um, they have some on Facebook. You can also do Craigslist if you want to. You can do some other um, volunteer sites to get volunteers out there. So um, there's many possibilities. Um, I know that um, some of the positions on at the games need to be older people. Um, I I know that for us, we're looking to have um, older people like at our merchandise table, concession stand. You want to have them be 16 or older at least, um, 18 if possible, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, at our merchandise table, we have, you know, because they're dealing with the money, merchandise table, ticket table, concession stand. You need people that can uh, deal with the money um, very well. You also need to be continuing to talk to community uh, sponsors, partnerships. Now you need to be doing that now. If you wait until February to start looking for player sponsors or team sponsors, okay, then um, you're going to have a difficult time because some of these people, even if they are the decision maker themselves, sometimes they need time to look back at their numbers, look back at their books to see, is this something they can afford? And then they also want to see, is this something that's going to benefit them? Okay. Let me go into, so that's what you should be getting done in October. Two to three more tryouts, hiring positions, uh, posting job postings for coaches and support staff, and getting into the community and getting those sponsorships ready. Let's talk a little bit about November because it gets a little tricky there uh, because we're starting to get into the holiday season and most areas, it is freezing cold. Some of the teams talked about how it was like 50 degrees um, when we were at the owner's meeting back home where they came from. Woo. It was about 80 in Las Vegas, which was really nice. So let's talk about November. And I, I really, you know, I'm a planner and I want to see what's up and coming. So maybe I can get ahead. November, you want to hold another final tryout. Um, November's, it's not the cutoff. However, December starts to get into your timeline of other things, fundraising and, and et cetera. So you could still hold tryouts throughout the season. What we do is we hold uh, invite only tryouts when it comes to after November um, because 
we're our, you know, if we're getting into workouts and the coaches are focusing on the workouts, it's really hard to have them go over and do a tryout for three or, you know, one girl at a time every practice. Um, so we really like to do like a, a final event if we have five to 10 other girls that want to come that couldn't make it to the other tryouts. But ideally, you want to uh, hold any final tryouts in November. The first week of December is okay. But also, because it's before the holidays, you want to share nutrition, diet options with new players, for example, um, you know, linemen or uh, linebackers or receivers, whatever, um, to really get leaned up, must, you know, get those muscles working um, and be able to be the best they can be come January. Okay. Cause we understand that there's Thanksgiving and there's Christmas and there's Christmas parties and celebrations and office parties. Um, so we understand that there's a lot of temptations in November and December to really um, get off any athletic diet that you would be on. Um, but the more you understand, the more you know about that, the better it's going to be um, for you guys as far as uh, training and fitness. Um, and any of the players, November, go ahead and get in the gym. You don't actually have to pay for a gym membership or anything like that. Um, put something out on Facebook with your other players, right? And do a workout, you know, somewhere in between where you guys live and just do, you know, do a couple workouts a week. It's not a bad thing. Um, not only are you getting to know other players, but you're also getting some workouts in. Um, and the veterans, 99% of the time, veterans are willing to jump on that opportunity to go work out and get ready. So we also, in November, we also want to start uh, preparing an event to volunteer for in the community. Um, this can either be scheduled for November, December, January, February, whatever, but you need to start preparing an event of some sort. to. So these events are going to showcase your team players and the idea of women's football. Um, it can be at a nonprofit organization or, you know, sharing with the community, or it can be an event, um, you know, you could do a, a race for the cure or set a booth or a table up at an event that way as well. Or you can prepare an event to give back to the community. Um, a really good one is a food drive. You know, a lot of companies do that. Um, you may want, want to take a, a switch on that. You know, some people do shoes, some people do coats, um, but it can be an interesting, fun thing to do an event um, in the community. Um, so you could do an event that you're raising funds or money for an organization, or you could do an event where you actually volunteer and man an event. Like for example, the Dallas elite did a, um, obstacle course it had thousands of women there. Um, we were able to set up a table and a tent there um, and give out our business cards. Um, a lot of people do fairs. I'm trying to think of the other one that they were talking about the other day. Um, just outdoor events where they could set up a booth and communicate to their target market is the ideal situation. Okay. So let's get into, I know some of the teams have already done a signing contract signing day, um, but not all teams have. We typically do ours in December 
Um, but December and January are really good catch-up months. Um, so again, if you are still back in August on our, our calendar, um, you want to get August and September and October done within the next two weeks so that you can be on track going into November. You'll, that would put you in the second week of November working on November. That would be perfect. Okay. So I really appreciate you guys' time and effort. Like I said, um, the WFA owners meeting was magnificent. I really shout out to Lisa King, shout out to Wynn uh, with the Mile High Blaze uh, for kind of helping to organize it. Um, it. It was an amazing situation. We had a Saturday meeting where we did most of the you know business stuff. And then we, was that Saturday? My days are mixed up. I think today's Tuesday now. I hope so. Um, you guys will be listening to this on Wednesday. But then on the Sunday, we had like an optional discussion and people were just able to pour out different ideas and strategies. And you just saw the people just writing things down, writing things down, um, all these different ideas. So we are super excited about the 2019 season. And our goal is to, again, um, reduce forfeits to zero is my ultimate goal. Uh, increase roster sizes, as I've um, mentioned several times before on this show. And then um, identify areas where teams are struggling so that we can pick them up rather than, you know, push them aside. Um, I'd rather lift up those teams that are in women's football than to push them aside. And I think that really um, is kind of the mission of the WFA um, or the guiding force of the WFA is to promote inclusion of teams that have shown interest in owning a women's football team and promoting those players in those teams to become better athletes and football players. Um, so I think that um, the WFA really stands for um, this unity of sorts. We understand that, you know, on the field, we are very competitive and the other team on the other side of the field Um they're not necessarily our enemy or anything like that, but they um, are keeping us potentially keeping us from a win. And so that's the, the main, um, I guess, goal of the, the play on the field. But in the background, um, the business components are really coming together because the owners are willing to share the information and the successes that they've had um, or even the um, obstacles or bad things that have happened to them. Uh, it was great. A lot of the teams talk, you know, somebody would say, Oh, well, I did this and I made money. And uh, another team would say, Oh, well, I made money too. However, this was a bad part of it. Or um, I tried this and it didn't work out. I lost money or I only made $300 or whatever. So um, on the field, super competitive off the field working together. So I'm really excited to be part of the WFA always have always will. I want to thank with you guys. Thank you guys for um, listening to the show real quick. Again, um, you can, if you're looking for teams to try out for go to WFA If you're looking for re 
free resources from the Women's Football Success, you can go to my main website is supersmallbiz.com. And there is a tab there for women's football and a drop down that um, has resources for owners, coaches, support staff, and players. There's also um, click for the radio. I got to update that because I've had probably 20 more episodes on our radio show since I updated those um, buttons for you to click directly into. And then we also have free resources down there like a, a player sponsorship package, a team spot, team sponsorship package um, that you can um, leave your email address and then um, we will send you um, a link to that. I hope you guys have a great week. Um, keep up the good work, get those tryouts taken care of, and we will see you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.